20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. What about my three-way? This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And this is episode 37. Sex grab bag. The Yes, our random episode. This episode, yeah, the Daniel Stern interview that was posted last, I didn't have a number, but it was actually technically number 36. So this is number 37. And this is was my idea to do this show, so if you don't like it, you can blame me. But we usually try to fit in some fun stuff at the end of our episodes or some sex in the news or some, you know, a merry fuck, fuck blow or just some randomness throughout our episodes. But the last few times we recorded, we've gone kind of long. We've had um, some interviews. We haven't really had a chance we've to... We've talked ha- just too long. Yeah, we've talked too long. So we haven't really had a chance to to sit down and actually talk about some fun stuff, some sex in the news, some movie news relating to... Swinging and sex, and so... And just some random sex-related just topics. Random, just random topics. So that's what this episode's going to be about. So before we get to that, why don't we get to some lifestyle chat? Okay, so I want to start off with... I was visiting some friends a couple weekends ago, and we were having... A, it was a girls' weekend, minus the baby who happened to be with us. He's a boy, but he doesn't know. Anyway, a group of us girls were... He doesn't were, know he's a boy? Well, he knows he's a boy, but he doesn't know he's hanging out with all women, so... And I'd argue that he does at this point. He probably well, doesn't know he, that he's a boy. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't. I haven't seen him play with himself yet. At so. eight and a half months old, I don't think you'd know if you're. Uh, you're just. You're a person. Well, you're, I guess he probably doesn't realize there are other genders. Yeah. Yeah. He, so his his capacity for for that, he just. I mean, he knows I'm mom, and he knows I have boobs. <laughs> like he clearly knows boobs, but that's because they're a food source, not a sexual thing. But so anyway, he was sleeping nonetheless when this happened. We were watching. Magic Mike. And for those of you, I assume everybody in the swinging community is familiar with Magic Mike, even if you haven't seen it. It's, it's essentially a movie that uh, is about male characters who happen to be male, male strippers, and so there's some, some scenes that take place in the strip club yeah, of the, the, male the, dancers. The Steven Soderbergh film with uh, Channing Tatum and Matthew McConaughey, right? Yep, and that's the one. Some other, some other individuals. Some other known um, actors. So yeah. anyway, while, while it was on... The topic of strip clubs came up, and I was hanging out with three other women in their 30s. Uh, one was married, the other two... No, two out of the th- other three were married. So there were four of us, three were married, one was not. And none of them had been to a strip club, male or female. Male or female. Male knew or female. You mentioned male to me, but I didn't know uh, female as well. Cause and so I most was... Most people have gone to a female one. I was least. really surprised by that. Like, I thought it was... At least common that women have been to, uh, would have gone to a female strip club with a guy friend or just, I don't know, for the hell of it. But maybe I'm in the minority having been to a strip club several several occasions. And well, I, swingers, I don't see it as being a big deal. Swingers in general are in the minority and sexually 
open or more sexually open and more sexually expressive individuals are in the minority, I'd say. Yeah. Already. So you're starting off already in the... Yeah. And I mean, I, I wasn't hanging out with prudish women by any means. I mean, they were they were laughing and joking and, and open about their own sexuality and sexual prowess and whatever. But I was just really surprised that none of them had been to a, a strip club and... I didn't want to feel like the odd man out, so I didn't really talk about it too much other than the fact that I'd been and it was fun and whatever, and I didn't really go any more in depth into that. I almost started to tell about the story about where the waitress did a shot off my titties, and I realized, uh, probably not the best crowd to be telling that story, even though it was in a vanilla setting. So I'd, I'd just be curious to know if our listeners have experienced the same thing, where their vanilla friends really truly are vanilla in the most vanilla of ways yeah 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 that's that's interesting i would have thought that especially with that group of girls but um yeah so yeah that's it's always funny when you when it 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 always takes you know there's that realization that oh i'm 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 different i am different you know you get those realizations every now and then where you forget even that something simple like that something Mm -hmm. you know well i would have been different even prior to being, even before we were swingers, I still would have been different amongst that group of people because even before we swing, I'd been to a strip club. Hell, mm-hmm. even my parent, like my mom's been to a strip club and they're <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe they're not as prudes as I think they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so that was just, I wanted to share that with the listeners, see what they thought. So the next thing is, why don't you talk about, um, the giveaway that we're going to be doing. Yeah, exciting. So the swinging around the first giveaway. Last week, we interviewed Daniel Stern, author of Swingland, with a creative and funny long subtitle to it that I don't know off the top of my head. But anyway, the book Swingland. And it's a great book. For those of you who haven't read it, you should check it out. And he was courteous enough to give us a couple of signed copies of the book. So we want to do a giveaway for our listeners and... and Give them back to you. And so what we're looking for, if you're interested in an opportunity to win the Daniel Stern book in honor of his writing, since it's a memoir, we want you to send us in a sexy story, preferably a true one, preferably something nonfiction, <laughs> that's going to get our engines going a little bit. Tell us about a, a sexy sexy experience that you guys have had, in either a, preferably a swinging experience, but... Um, we want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to read it. I want to have it be some some nighttime reading and maybe get us a little turned on. <laughs> anyway, the the best stories will uh, will win a book. Yeah, the two best stories will win a copy of the book and write in, and we will definitely read them on the show. We'll yeah. read the winners, and like clearly we'll read the winners, but we'll read we'll read all entries unless we just get too many that. Yeah, or if you ask um, us not to, or yes, fine if too. you if you don't want to. So in your, I don't want to discourage people to write in if they don't want it to be read in. So the air, when you so. write in, if you don't put in the message, please don't read in the air that I'm going to, um, or we're we're going to, and and actually, and if you'd like to um, send us an MP3 file or an audio recording, we could play your story too. So if you think that you write better. Or that that you talk better than your prose, then shoot us a shoot us an MP3, shoot us a sexy MP3 story, and we'll play that on the air. Um, and you can send it to swingingaround at gmail dot com. No G at the end of swing. So yeah, it's it's exciting. We 
we really had a great time interviewing Daniel Stern, and it was just, it's really fun to talk. That's probably the most in-depth I've ever talked with somebody whose book I've read. Um, So it was was a really fun experience, and hopefully those of you out there who listened to the episode enjoyed it as well, and it motivated you to want the book, and so here's your opportunity to win a copy. We did hear back from at least one listener who read the book and liked it, and and it... it, uh... Made them go off and read another book, which has my interest peaked, and we might check it out as well. So, yeah. thank you to our listeners in Denmark. So, this is going to be the first Swinging Around giveaway, and there's at least one more coming after this. So, if you want to win some swag from Swinging Around... Well, I wouldn't call it swag. It doesn't have our logo or anything on it. Well, to me, true. swag is like Swinging Around stuff. Speaking of swag, we are talking about maybe making some Swinging Around t-shirts if people would be interested in that. Yeah, if if you think you'd be interested in a Swinging Around t-shirt, let us know. It, we're thinking something kind of discreet. We're kicking, we're kicking around ideas. It probably wouldn't be the logo that's our show logo that mm-hmm. you see in, our, in the podcast feed. We're kicking around some ideas about... Um, Maybe we, our tagline: "Stay sexy, stay swinging," something like that. I don't we know. Wanna, we're, we're 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 trying to work on some ideas about how because we want it to be sexy, but also a little discreet. You know, not going around advertising, "Hey, I, I'm a swinger," because there's there's those of you out there, us probably included, mm-hmm. who don't want to necessarily advertise. But if you're in the know, or then it's a little, then you might think it, you know it's a little hot, sexy shirt. Um, so that that'd be fun if you have any ideas or if you think you you'd want a shirt if we had them offered then let us know either you you, you can tweet at us and let us know or you um at swinging around or you can as Heidi mentioned shoot us an email at swinging around at gmail dot com. So what else? What so, else? So that's a good segue into talking about our sponsor Triple X Truth Dare. That's true. That's true. So that's when I alluded to having a giveaway. We have a couple of Triple X Truth or Dare games that will be that they were awesome enough to send us to so that way we we can give back to our listeners and we'll be doing that after we do the Swingland Swingland giveaway. But why don't you talk a little bit about how awesome Triple X Truth or Dare is? Triple X Truth or Dare is great. They make apps and board games for swingers. They are games made by swingers for swingers. So they really are intended to meet our lifestyles. Um, that being said, they also have uh, games that are couple-focused and games that are um, for, like, multiple couples. So you can go either road if you are uh, not into playing with others, but you like being kind of in the sexy atmosphere. Um, the, the apps are pretty cool because they give you truths and dares, so they're great to uh, sit around either in a hot tub setting, which we like to do, or you can be... Uh, in your own living room and asking each other some hot, sexy questions or daring each other to do anything from light kissing all the way up to dirty deeds. It's, <laughs> it's really great. Uh, good icebreaker, and not only a good icebreaker, but also a great way to get to know each other better and really make your relationship stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're great. So, I, 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 just saw, I, I just saw on Twitter that they're, I think they're releasing or getting ready to release a browser version of their games. They have that's right. Yep. They have Android and iPhone versions, or maybe not they're iPhone. They're not iPhone. They're they're not Apple supported. That's that's right because because Android. they're too risky. They're, they are. They're, they're too, too risky, risky for yep. for Apple. So, but they are Android supported. It's the Android Dare Two app. Yep, Dare Two app, and they'll be coming to a browser near you. So 
check them out. You can find them at triplextruthordayornot.net, and they've also got a blog, which is pretty interesting, called The Sexy Swinger. So actually, I should have mentioned this back when I was talking about the Swingland giveaway, where if you want, instead of, if you don't want to write to us, you'd rather um, enter the contest by... Um, MP3? By MP3. You, the other option, actually, is to call and leave us a voicemail that we can that we can play on air if 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 you'd like and our number is uh 4157swing7 seven seven. so if you want to call and leave us a sexy story although i think using that method it would have to be sure i think there's restrictions on how long a voicemail can be mm-hmm. so you can use that to call and leave us any kind of voicemail you just want to say hi that you're a fan of the show um shoot us a shoot us a voicemail or enter the contest and again that is 415 Seven swing seven. Good deal. So the last piece of the lifestyle chat, really. The last uh, piece of the business is we just added a donate or subscription option for swinging around on swingingaround.com. So if you're a fan of the show, as I know hundreds of you are. Um, like what you hear and you want to keep coming back for more, we'd appreciate a donation. Yeah, we it it takes time and effort and money to have the podcast running. And the podcast is free and it's always going to be free. But if you'd mm-hmm. like to throw us some shekels, if you want to um, donate or give back a little bit, uh, you can subscribe or um, you can donate or if you want to be awesome and subscribe at a certain rate you know a dollar two dollars a month you can also subscribe so that um it's through paypal so completely legitimate mm-hmm. and you know where you you know your money's going to through a safe a, a safe revenue outlet and i one of the good things one of the um an analogies that i heard a while ago uh regarding giving money to a podcast because why give money to a podcast that's free um Mostly just because you want, if, if, if you enjoy the content and you want it to keep coming, then, then we would really appreciate it and be very grateful. Yep. And, and it really doesn't, it doesn't, it's not money in our pocket by any means. It's actually just supporting the cost of maintaining, uh, maintaining the server space that we need to upload mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. material. So, as I mentioned the analogy, but I actually didn't get to it. So, it's like buying us a, a cup of coffee, although we don't drink coffee, so <laughs> getting us, Getting us a hot chocolate or something, or a beer at a bar. If, you know, if you just think of it as you're buying, you're buying your friends that you spend an hour every couple of weeks with. You're buying them, a, buying them a drink. Or it could be you're buying us a condom. You know, <laughs> however you want to think about it. So that again, you can find that on the, um, you can find that donate and subscription button on swingingaround.com for those of you who. Don't normally go there. I know a lot of you will get it from iTunes or other Stitcher or other places, but we actually do have a website, and that's where you can find that donate and subscribe button. Yep. So thanks for that. Anybody who's interested, we appreciate the support. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the meat of the show. I well, know there's a lot of interesting topics to talk of... about. No one particular topic is going to take up. The bulk of the show, because it really no. is just a grab bag of, it's gonna be, of stuff today. It's going to be kind of a, a, rap, a rapid fire. Just we'll, maybe we'll spend Ooh, a little nobody bit. Nobody likes rapid fire. <laughs> Unless you can go multiple times. In which case, fire away. But maybe we'll spend a little bit more time on t- certain topics than others. But there's a yeah, there's a number of things that have piled up that I wanted to talk about. Um, so, so some of these articles actually go back a few months. Some are newer. But they're just 
they were just sitting in the queue waiting to be talked about, but we would always... You're teasing me. Come on. You're beating around the bush. Let's go. But we'd always run over. Jeez. So, so the first is this, the, this cool, everybody, we all, we, we had a whole episode on swinging attire and we know we that swinger clothing is incredibly important. It's this sexy yes. clothing. So there's this company that came out with, um, glow in the dark lingerie. Okay. And they, their, the name of their company is Lumino Glow. So L-U-M-I-N-O Glow. And it's pretty hot stuff. It's, it's, it's not cheesy lingerie at all. It's pretty hot, sexy lingerie. And I just thought it was cool. Um, you know, we're not, I don't bring that up because we're sponsored by them or anything. I, I just, I heard about it. It's an Australian company, actually. I didn't know that. I just, I just Googled it because I hadn't looked into this at all. As Danny said, he put this show together. And their tagline is, new seductive lingerie that glows in the dark. So do you think you'd wear it? Um, it seems. Do you see ki- any of the. It seems kind of gimmicky to me, but I know glow in the dark stuff tends to look really cool under a black light, and black light parties are very common in the lifestyle. So I could see myself checking something out, um, just to, to have a cool outfit for, for a black light party. I agree. I mean, I completely agree there, but I also think it'd be hot, like, just in the bedroom every now and then, just like, What's interesting is, so I, I just clicked on to look at some of the lingerie. It looks like very typical lingerie, like, um, panties that tie on the sides, like string, string, yeah, they like look just like regular panties, lingerie. Um, very lacy bras, everything is white. So I wonder if it glows in the dark because it's white. So does it glow that like weird green color? Yeah. You know, you know, how white stuff turns. It like, does. That's that what, weird green. That's what it does. They, they show some on there. I mean, it isn't, it I isn't, I don't know how that's very sexy though. It isn't black light, um, it, it, it isn't like, it's different. literally like the white colored stuff that when you put it, you put it in the sun for a while or you, you kind of charge it up with light and then it, once you want to turn off the lights, it's that glow in the dark green color. Like you have a Ghostbuster shirt that glows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean. They have some pictures on their website, although I can't, I, I can't. It's interesting, but. I'm not sure that I would want it. Maybe if I had like a, a cute I don't know. little I mean, string bikini or something. I don't think but... any, I, I mean, just the novelty of it I think is kind of cool and hot. I mean, it's not. Because cheap. I mean, it is true. Once you buy lingerie and the lights go, if the lights go off, you don't really see it. Exactly. And so here, even the outline of, you know, but sexy bra and panties is. That's true. I'm trying to pull up right now. So I, it, it might be worthwhile to have. I swear they have pictures of, um, I, they have pictures, uh, on their website. But I can't seem to find them. But I think if you just do a Google image search, like just on, and um, just look at Google images, I think you'll see pictures of it of the lingerie simulated under you know how it looks when it's dark. But I thought it was kind of cool. Oh yeah, I, I actually did just I did a Google search. It does look kind of cool. I'll admit that. Although the Let me see. it's funny the panties actually kind of make the woman look like she's got a glow in the dark bush. Yeah, so see, like you look, it looks like she has a green bush. Isn't that kind of hot, though? I mean, it is like the, you know, it's not quite like black light. I mean, it is just, you know, it absorbs the light. However, I've never taken the time to learn how glow-in-the-dark stuff works. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. You know, how it, either. you know, it soaks in the light or whatever, and then it emits, or, because, because. That's pretty much it. Because glow-in-the-dark yeah. stuff, you the longer it stays in, it, the longer yeah. it stays in the light, the brighter it is. Yeah, um, yeah, you're charging it. And so yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know how we want the dark stuff works. I should look that up. But see that it, it's not cheesy. Well, I mean it is kind of cheesy, but you know it's kind of just a novelty and kind of sexy. You know, you pull it out. Yeah, every now and then. I'd, it's like sixty bucks for a bra, pair of bra and panties. No, to me, it's not worth it. I was just on their website. We were just on their website. It was forty five dollars. 
I don't know what you're seeing. 60, I mean, 45 is still expensive. I saw something that was 59.99. 45 is still expensive for an outfit, but. Well, not if you go to Victoria's Secret's more than that, so. Yeah, see, exactly. Victoria's Secret. I trust that Victoria's Secret's high quality. I can't tell, like, this fabric if it's, if it's quality fabric or not, you know. If any of you out there have checked out Aluminum Glow. Oh, and the baby doll, like the cami baby doll is, is 60. Oh, okay. And the G, and the G string is, 25 so i mean they're sold separately too so yeah like the the bra a bra is 46 and then the lace g-string is another 25 how much is the bra 46 46 and then lot. and then see, if you I want could, the underwear to go with it it's another 26 i could see wanting the bra because so if you, we're having sex you're gonna spend def- like 70 bucks on the outfit it doesn't have to be i i can see wanting just the well i mean you want the outfit you know bra and panties is what's, what's hot but in terms of i'm, I'm just picturing having sex with you in the dark the bra would stay the, on. The, the bra would stay off, and so the panties is actually wouldn't be worth. The panties probably wouldn't be worth the money because those would come off. I mean, I guess you can pull them to the side and slip in, but you know, you're not usually like if you're having sex. It depends on the position, but the bra is going to be the more visually, um, the one that you'll see more. Mm-hmm. So interesting, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, just something that I heard about that was kind of cool. I thought we could discuss it. Yeah, and it it says that the the materials are made out of lace and chiffon. And the lace is what glows in the dark, so it's not like the weird, like plasticky glow in the dark material on your skin. And then for the underwear, um, they're embroidered, and it's the embroidery that glows in the dark. So see, I, I it sounds like it's quality, but I just brought that up. We don't need to spend a ton of time on it, so we can move on to again another uh, piece of clothing that I had heard of is the True Love bra. Now this really is a gimmick. It's and I'm not even sure if it's available yet or if it's still in prototype i think it actually is available but it's called the true love bra and it's an invention brought brought to us by who else the asians asians have they they are they have some they're, unique they're ideas. always the ones that come up with crazy ideas the bidet eastern world i well maybe i'm wrong the bidet i can't that's european sure. yeah yeah i could be talking out of my ass there but yep i think you are <laughs> well it's it's non-american i well, i'll say that like yes. um but it's it's a it's a bra designed by a Japanese company, a Japanese lingerie ma- manufacturer. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce their name. Um, but it has a front clasp that will only release when true love is detected. So via it, they're they're calling it the chastity bra via a uh, special heart rate. So like I assume that it means that when your heart rate is raised, it can detect you know a, a raise in heart rate, and then boom, that bra just flies off. <laughs> I don't imagine any bra ever but flying off. I thought that's just gonna unclasp and the I bra is just a, gonna be a little click. I and thought the that boobs was will separate. Left boob, left boob goes left, right boob goes right, and you're open for business, which really means you're open for the the titty fuck with the front clasp, because then you got the space right in between the two. But I just thought that was this was kind of a funny, um, funny piece of technology because it seems incredibly flawed. If all it is is based on heart rate, then how does it, if you're, if you're going out for a jog or anything, you know, you're on the website right now, right? Isn't it, it's just based on heart rate. Um, uh, yeah, it, they don't really go into the science of, and I say science in quotes, of, of how this thing is actually working. It says there's a cunning sensor, it's cunning, ooh, built into the bra that detects the wearer's heart rate, yeah, and sends it to a special smartphone app for analysis. The app, App then calculates the true love rate, in quotes, based on changes in the heart rate over time. 
When this rate exceeds a certain value, presto, the hook opens. Yeah, so I feel like any... So you could just be running, going you could, for a run. most women wear sports bras when they run. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I guess... Well, that'd be embarrassing. Like, you're at work and some, some All of a sudden you're coworker like, gets you hot and bothered. And... Or you get nervous. Like, you're at work, you have to go give a presentation, you get nervous. You're up there presenting all of a sudden. all over the place. <laughs> there goes your bra. <laughs> Left boob pops out. There goes the right one. All of a sudden you're hanging out of your bra. That would be... God, that'd be awful. <laughs> I've never actually had a front class bra, so... Are they, I can't really are they not as popular or I don't They're know. not as common. I mean, I know they exist, but they're definitely not as common. I think they're more common for small chested women. Um, because the bigger you go, the thicker the strap has to be to give you the support that they need. Mm-hmm. So I I think they're pretty they're you're less likely to find them the bigger bra sizes that you get. So I've seen no more in like training bras and that sort of thing. I mean they do have tend to have smaller boobs out in, in Asia. So <laughs> So that's the True Love Bra, um, just a couple of clothing articles I thought were kind of funny and unique. So the next thing is, um, I actually had this on the list to talk about way back when we did our, I say way back, I'm, how, it, it was, was a while it, ago, it was episode 32, two, two or three episodes ago, so, when we did the weight issues, so what, that was a couple of months ago, because mm-hmm. you know, on our bi-weekly schedule, so yeah, we had a couple of months ago, we had uh, an episode on body image and we talked a lot about how 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 we've struggled in our personal history and um i i had a couple articles that were on the back burner but we talked for a long we went way over on that episode so we didn't get to them but um talking about post-pregnancy post-pregnancy fitness selfies uh, it recently it's came a, on. It's been a big topic. Yeah, it, it, in it's, like Hollywood kind of news. It's recently come out, come on under fire. You know, in the media, there's been um, various. There's been a couple of fitness um, experts out there who have taken pictures of themselves uh, very shortly after having a baby, and you know they'll put they put it out there on social media saying, you know, a pair, I'm going to paraphrase, but essentially their message is. See, you some can, people's you, message, not all, not all the people who I I kind of looked into this a little bit. Not everybody who posted a pregnancy selfie had this message, but some did. No, but the people who were specifically like posting that they were in shape not long after giving a b- birth or whatever, mm-hmm. their message, you know, the, the the message is, um, you know, you don't have to settle for a post-pregnancy body, and you don't have to settle and think, okay, just because I've had a baby. And I've blown things out that... (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Way to be sympathetic. I have blown things out. Um, And so it's it's been a a source of controversy because there's been a lot of individuals, uh, you know, there's been, there was a, there was pushback against that. You know, what are you trying to do by showing this? Like, are you just trying to make everybody else feel bad who isn't in that good of a shape? And so... um, What do you think specifically? Because you, you, you read those articles. We're actually... It was, you know, fresher in your mind a couple months ago or when, when we did the episode. Yeah, but what is like, your... I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence about where, where I feel about this. Because if you have a baby and two or three weeks later you're back to fitting in your regularly sized jeans, that's something to be proud of. And I actually have a, uh, a friend of mine, I was good friends with her in high school. She recently had a baby. She posted a picture of herself in a mirror two weeks after the baby was born and she wrote in Facebook, I know everyone's going to hate me, but these are a size 5 jean, and they fit me well. I'm feeling great. And I thought, 
you know what? That's like really good for you. Like if you 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 could get pregnant, you had a kid, and now two weeks later, like you're back to your normal weight. I mean, that shows that you were able to maintain a healthy pregnancy and maintain your your body weight. Like that's something to be proud of. On the flip side, I can understand how people who did gain weight during their pregnancy, like I did, um, it's it's hard to not gain weight. You know, and, and, and be healthy. A lot of, like, you could watch what you eat and still gain a lot of weight. And so I could, I could see how that could be really nerve wracking and hurt the self esteem for people who are, like, overweight at, I say overweight, but who are above their average normal weight after. So overweight? Birth. Over their normal weight. Which yeah, I, but overweight implies that they're, like, fat. I'm not, I'm not yeah, saying, like, no. like, over, over their normal weight, like they gained weight and they have weight to lose after having. We said, you know, back in the body image episode, we were, we're not tiptoeing around it. I'm not like I like I actually don't like calling it that. Like I'm not tiptoeing. Yeah, but what would you call like somebody who weighs more than they should? I would see. That's the thing is, you're saying more than they should, but well, I don't know what they weight. should weigh after having had a baby. That's the thing. Like you're you're actually part of the problem right there. Like what should someone weigh two weeks after they've had a baby? Is it normal for them to be back to their normal well, weight? Or, like, should they or will they actually end up being a little bit higher because they've gained some weight? Like, well, you're, two weeks is really quick, too. You know, I was thinking more, you know, somebody who's in really good shape, you know, three, four months right. afterwards. But the selfies that you're referring to are, like, from fitness professionals. Well, I think there was one that was taken by a fitness professional a couple of months after, but I think there was a, another one that was controversial that was taken within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Like, within a month after having given birth. And, and there was another and, one. And that one was a really unsympathetic one that was like, ladies, you have no excuse. Look what I did. You can do this too. And so, like, like it's... it's. I think that... If, 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 if she... I, I can understand people are trying to be motivating and be like, hey, you don't have to settle. You can lose the well, yeah. weight. You can do this. I think half of that message was good there. Yes, you're, you, you reminded me specifically about that one where she was saying, you know, ladies, there's no excuse. If I can do it, you can do it too. Half of that message is good. If you were to take out the, look what I did. If I can do it, you can do it too. That's actually that's a good message. It is. But then, then the first it's part, hopeless. the like, first, the first part of that is condescending. Like, hey, ladies, there's no excuse. You know, that's being you right. Know, that's already being a little bit of elitist, raising yourself above. Exactly. And so that's where I think it it all comes in the message. Like, I I have no problem with with post pregnancy selfies. I actually think it's great. And especially if if you've had a baby and you're proud of your body, why not show it off? Why not? take a picture and be like, hey, look, I'm proud of what I did. I, I think that's fine. But I, I, where I disagree or where I think it's wrong is if you look down upon the people who have lost weight, like you're better than them. Mm-hmm. Instead, you should try to encourage people because you can lose the weight. That's the thing. I mean, yes, I understand there are people out there who've got medical conditions and whatnot, reasons that they might not be able to lose the weight. But for the average, everyday, normal woman who gives birth, you can lose the weight. Mm-hmm. It can take time. You you know don't expect it's gonna it's gonna come off in weeks. It's gonna take months in most cases, but it can be done. And so I I think it's great that people are taking selfies. I didn't really feel confident to for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sticking along the body image theme for a moment, there was this is this is even this is um, a little bit older for sure now. But um, Giselle Bunchen was um, Tom Brady's main squeeze was um this she's is hot maybe, maybe back around october november time frame she mm-hmm. there was pictures that came out about her breastfeeding while she was at work and 
there was a lot of there was a lot of positivity that came out about that. Like, look at her breastfeeding, but then a lot of negativity that oh, look at her, look at and because the photo the, specifically the photo was like had, very stylized. Well, it was stylized and it was her getting ready for a photo shoot, and she had definitely had assistants around her, like helping her out. And then her here hair she was like flying back as if there was a fan, like or whatever, like and she had makeup on, like she was very much like in model model esque kind of pose in a chair with a baby on the boob kind of thing but i want but i i wanted to bring that up because it was there's a there's a lot of controversy you know about you know breastfeeding breastfeeding's been in the news a lot lately as well just just like the the post-pregnancy selfie breastfeeding's been in the news a ton and mostly in it's it's been nice it's been in support of breastfeeding Mm -hmm. for the most part like a lot of women are coming out and saying we should be able to breastfeed in public and those of you who are disgusted by it screw you and we we should be able to to feed our babies and not have to feel scorned or ashamed or have people look down on us or or give us dirty looks when we're still covered up. But yet, we're just the fact that we're breastfeeding, people look down on it. Exactly, exactly. And so this photo came out and you know in, in support of Giselle was in, in support of breastfeeding. Yep. But then there, and there was no nipple showing or there anything. There was a lot of it was the feedback or the the pushback. There, there, cause there was a camp that was pushing back against it was interesting just from the fact that they were, the, they were upset that, oh, of, of course it's easy for you to do because you have this team of people, but it's not easy. And so the, the formula, um, camp was sort of pushing back against that. So what do you, what do you think about that? That, you know, you know. Breastfeeding isn't easy, or at least it wasn't for me. But I don't know that having a camp of people would have made it any easier. It's not like they can breastfeed for you. It's an intimate thing between you and the baby. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I I disagree with that. I mean, if you can breastfeed, I think you should. But if you can't, I understand. And formulas out there, not everybody can or has the time or even wants to. So it should be to each his own kind of thing. But I... I think it's kind of a cop out to say, yeah, you could breastfeed because you had you have a team of help. I actually don't like it when anybody makes that statement about celebrities, like, oh, you lost weight, but that's only because you can afford a trainer and you can afford a uh, chef and you can afford the blah blah blah. It's like, well, yeah, maybe they had help, but I feel like even regular day, every everyday people can do that sort of thing too. I agree it's, with you. It's just making an excuse. I agree with and you. And I'm yeah. not talking about. It could be about weight, it could be about breastfeeding, it could be about any number of things. Oh, of course you can keep a clean house. You can afford to hire a nanny and a, and a house cleaner and whatever. It's like, dude, stop making excuses. It is what it is. I agree with you. I agree with you there. So, moving on to another thing that's been bigger in the news recently is stars getting their... It seems like, uh, it seems like the giant breast implants are... Going away a little bit. You know, maybe not the what, giant No ones. more Dolly Parton boobs? I don't think hers are fake. They were at one point. I don't think so. Weren't they? I think, I think they were. I think she Oh, just... you know what? I'm not thinking... It's not Dolly Parton I'm thinking of. It's it's Baywatch yes. that I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson, yeah. <laughs> no, Dolly Parton does have giant tits, but um, <laughs> I think I think they're all natural. Um, I don't know. Um, but it's there's a, a trend recently among celebrities with um getting their implants out and so Heidi Montag the um I forget what show she was on like the MTV reality girl or um Sharon Osbourne, Victoria Beckham, um Heather Morris, Jenna Jameson, Tara Reid, Kimberly Stewart and Courtney Love all recently had 
breast implants taken out. And so... Funny, I type in Dolly Parton into Google, and if you type in Dolly Parton breast, the the next thing underneath it is implants, and then the next search under that is real. So apparently we're not the only ones asking this question. I think they're real, but... It seems like there's a trend, and it's 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 interesting because there was a there was a um a little interview with a plastic sur- a plastic surgeon, and he explained that in the case of breast implants, small and perkier breasts is becoming more chic. Fashion has adapted to this trend, and clothing today accommodates smaller, more proportionate breasts and larger sizes. And in the past, uh, for for a while, it was the opposite, where it it was it was more in fashion to get implants and to make yourself bustier, but it seems like being being smaller, perkier is becoming more chic. A trend I do not support. <laughs> of course you don't. But you don't want like gigantic boobs. No, either. no. So apparently Dolly Parton did have naturally large breasts and she gained a lot of weight in the seventies and that caused her breasts to be quite large. Then she lost a lot of weight in the eighties and nineties and that caused her to lose a lot of weight in her boobs, after which she then got implants. Oh, she got used to the giant ones. She got used to having big knockers. <laughs> but they going, yeah, that, that's. Oh, and she's since then had them reduced. Uh, <laughs> so a fashion designer um, was saying that oversized implants don't increase one's project uh, prospect for getting work in show business anymore. Whereas that uh, for a while that was the case, where it seemed like uh, women felt like they needed to get breast implants to. Make it in the in, well, they're in, saying in show business. Oversized implants. So, and I think it always comes down to proportionality. And if your boobs are proportional to your size and your frame, like I think one of the reasons why Dolly Parton's boobs seem so big is because she's only five foot one. So, I mean, anything getting to be unnaturally large for the rest of your body, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. No. I, I at the I same agree. time, if you can push the limit to maximize your breast size relative to your breast frame, right, relative to your body frame, I think that's where you're going to have your best That's shot. the sweet spot? That's the sweet spot. I'll agree to that. I'll agree. If you, if you can maximize the, the size that you can go with while still looking natural, so you can have these nice, full, full perky boobs but have them still look natural, that's probably the best way to go. If you, for Hollywood in particular, I mean probably in real life too, but yeah, probably. I don't have any intentions of getting breast <laughs> implants, although you have told me you wouldn't mind if I did. Every guy fantasizes about that, you know, but... Well, we swing. You can continue to fantasize and live it out with other women. That's true. That's true. But yours aren't... Yours aren't small, so you don't don't cut yourself. You know, don't make it sound like no. They're not small, but I definitely haven't maxed out what my frame can do. <laughs> like I could go a size bigger and have it still look pretty natural. But the, the thing is, for me, I don't have a desire to do that because although they look good, I like to work out and I like to run and I like to do all. You those don't sorts like to run. Things. Don't fake it. I like to run if I'm doing a sport. You hate to run. I don't like to you run. You like to work tr- out. You definitely like to work out. Don't want to take that away from me. I like but. to run, like if we're doing a, a team sport. We're playing ultimate frisbee. Frisbee. If we're playing soccer, if I'm running around with my kid, or whatever, like that kind of running. But going for a run, no. It, you hate it. <laughs> I do. I just get bored. I can't keep my mind focused. I can't do it. Anyway, the point I was trying to make was that boobs bounce. The bigger they are, the bigger the bounce. So I'm fine with what I have now. I don't really want to have to strap them in more. <laughs> So we're going to move away from some of the body image topic for right now and move on to normal sex becoming more popular. What the hell is normal sex? Is that just like the mish? 
Yeah, well, the and how are they? How are they deeming like popular? Sorry, I'm totally cutting you off. Yeah, I'm... well, the this is coming specifically from the toy manufacturer Lilo. You'll oh yeah, they're yeah, a big, they're the ones that make those. They they make those like, high end retail toys, high end nice ones. Yeah. Um, they don't make the Wii Vibe though, do they? Do they make? No, they don't. We don't. No, Lilo's not the Wii. We Vibe. actually don't have any of the Lilo products. No, but they're they're We'd several like hundred. To, they're several hundred dollars. They're for very the nice. Lilo. I know yeah. their vibrators are very nice. They have that like almost like micro suede, like not micro suede, but like the like the um. They say that they're the leading design designer brand for intimate lifestyle products. They're they have very nice stuff. We always admire them when we go into the yeah because they they usually have like a high quality stainless steel and then like the the nice uh, like real smooth silicone. Mm-hmm. But Lilo conducted a global sex survey and found that women are no longer opting for the kinkier sex toys and gadgets anymore. So for a little while, this is in response to um, Fifty Shades of Grey becoming very popular in 2012 and. There was a lot of there was a lot of media attention paid to that book. That book being responsible, in particular, for kinkier sex becoming more, um, more, um, more okay. common. Yeah, yeah, more more common, more accepted, and and kinkier in 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 that definition is really just some light bondage and maybe some light fetish play. Well, I really. can't I can't speak to that. I haven't read the book. I've heard that well, the that's book my gets understanding. pretty filthy. I don't know like if it's light I mean, it's I'm, pretty filthy I'm not sure if it's coming just... from the mainstream though. I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard people who read it and said, "Eh, it's not like it's not going to spice things up that much if you already have a sexy sex life." And I've heard other people who read it, like the three women that I was hanging out with whom have never been to a strip club, they all were like pushing it on me like, "Oh, you need to read this. It's so great." Like You'll get so hot from it, and I was just like, ah, and then they all laughed and said, yeah, I guess you probably don't need it then, huh? Yeah, that's funny, because, yeah. That was before I dropped the bomb that I'd been to a strip club, ooh. <laughs> oh, the oh, the bombs you could drop for them to hear. <laughs> so true. Um, no, but they, Lilo c- c- conducted this survey, and they, they, according to what's come out, that sales of whips and handcuffs have seen to reach a plateau and even are going... Lean, going down a little bit um, compared to their past year sales, and how many whips and handcuffs do you need, though? Like, don't you think that there's you're going to saturate the market at some point? Like, anybody who wants a whip and a handcuff purchased one, and so now you either have one because you want one or you don't. Like, maybe the market's just saturated. Well, I guess, but you can see the you know if you think about the graph, the trend, you know, that you see the trend, you see you know yeah, it leveled you, off. You see it, you see it going up, going up, one. going up, and then you know it levels off and then starts to decline a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you always have to replace your stuff. Think about, like, the stuff that, you know... You must really be whipping. We always feel like... We always feel like we have, you know, all the sex toys we need, but then we end up... There's something new that we want, something cool. Yeah, I know, but you we've just, never worn out a whip. I'm sure... I know people do, but we haven't. We don't just even... With our regular I don't think we technically... Like, like, we have a couple of... We, we have a flogger. We have a flogger, and we've got a... We've got a smack. We actually have a couple of, like, things. We I don't, don't have, you, like, a whip whip. We don't have... No, we have, like, a... Like a bowl whip kind of thing. That would hurt. Ooh, what do you... I mean, we have... I'm not sure the name of... Um, like, the hand... It's well, like a smacker. Well, we have one that's, like, you know, kind of fun, shaped like a hand. Then we have a more... That one that's even... Then we have a pedal. Yeah, we have a... Yeah, I was trying to think of the word pedal. We have a... We have a, we have a nice paddle that can really do some damage if... That can. That's too much for me. You like that, but that's too much for me. Yeah, lightly. You, you yeah, but it. really. That thing, you, it's easy to to escalate with our paddle. Have we talked about... Have we done a show about... Talking about... 
Like we, we've we, mentioned this we, stuff. We've done a we've done a show on toys, but I'm not sure if we talked about that specifically. You have to check that out. If 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 not, we'll need to. We should we should do an episode on toys. Maybe see what we've done. Maybe do a part two or just do a mm-hmm. whole new one. I feel like we need to get some new toys to do that. Although it's an incentive for us to buy more toys. I know you just said we're on the since I mentioned it, you were just on the Lilo website and yeah. they had a couple of cool things I could see you browsing um, while they I was talking. They have four products that are advertised on their website. Um, oh. One is called the Ida, which the looks Wevibe like the, is from them. No, it looks like the Wevibe. It actually isn't. Uh, it's called the Ida Ida. And the Wevibe, but it we looks have, just like the Wevibe. We have the Wevibe too. I believe Wevibe isn't by Lilo. It's a nice product too, but I think. I think they're up to the Wii Vibe 4 now, and they're getting crazy. They have remote controls for yeah. this stuff. And They've got uh, some remote control sensations that are uh, kind of like beads, mm-hmm. for, uh, but it operates on remote control, which is kind of cool. Um, then they've got an oral sex stimulator, which is interesting, that uh, it's meant to be a clitoral vibrator, but it's it's for oral, oral use, so that's kind of interesting. And then they've got what they call their GG, and that's the G-Spot vibrator. Um, that looks kind of like a typical dildo uh, kind of thing. Those are okay. their, their main products. They all, they run, oh, between 120 and $200. Yeah, I mean, they are, Lilo is high-end stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Lilo also says that sales of couples massagers, so vibrators and things, have incre- are still going up, though, have increased by 82%. Well, I guess that shows that people are becoming more open-minded to playing with toys in the bedroom, which has yeah, some of a stigma. I mean, there's again, it's one of those sitcom things where the man finds out that the woman's been using a vibrator, and then all of a sudden he thinks, "Oh, I can't, I can't do enough for her. I can't pleasure her. I'm, I'm insufficient in some way." But the more ex- and these are just enhancements, really. The more extreme, um, I mean, we wouldn't consider. Um, handcuffs and whips to be ex- that extreme but there are individuals out there you know a lot of people who think that and those are declining a little bit so let's move on to talking about the nymphomaniac uh yes. movie we haven't we've mentioned that I on feel the like show we once did talk before about it. we, we did i think it? we had watched the trailer for it did we mention the trailer oh, we mentioned the, the the uh movie posters when the movie posters yeah. came out because they're controversial because they're showing a lot of different stars and they're "Quote unquote vinegar stroke faces, their their cum faces, <laughs> except Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, you can't who use vinegar strokes. Those of you who watch the league, the yeah. league on FX know what we mean by vinegar strokes. It's just your, it's just the face you make when you come your cum face. Um, there's a character on that show that calls it his the vinegar strokes, which is funny. But I wanted to talk about um, Nymphomaniac, and it's a good time to talk about it actually. Well, we haven't seen we the haven't movie. seen it yet, and so we're gonna do. We'll probably do a full episode review on that. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Um. But this is a film that's coming out in the United States in two parts. It's uh, about a um, in, in individual who, a woman who has um, a sex addiction, and she calls herself a nymphomaniac, according to the trailer. And um, it's kind of a funny part in the trailer where she calls herself a nymphomaniac, and she's at a support group, and the support leader says, "We don't call it that." Um, um, but this is by, for those of you who are film buffs or film fans, this is by um, Lars von Trier, who does very, um, very controversial, but very, he's 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 a different kind of filmmaker who does who's does very artistic films. I remember I actually saw the imagery tends to be unnerving a little bit. I think yeah, there's a lot of symbolism too. Um, 
I mean, you watch. I I forced you to watch um his movie from a few years ago called Antichrist. Well, you um, didn't strap me to a chair, but no, no, you but, did say, "Oh, I've heard this is really good. It should be intriguing. Let's watch well, it." And it I was, went in with high hopes and came out depressed and smashed to pieces. Well, he he doesn't make happy films. Like I, I don't think we'll walk away from Nymphomaniac feeling happy. Um, oh, and it's four hours. But he, man, you really got to do something to, to. Well, it's in two parts, so that's the thing. Um, it was released. Worldwide, it is a little bit like it had different um, releases. So overseas, there was actually a five-hour cut of the whole movie, and then in the United yeah, States, yeah, that's, that's that was released in December in Denmark. Yeah, and well, and I, I think other places as well. You're reading my notes, yes, but I, am. I well, you weren't, so somebody had to. But I, I think it was released other places as well as the full cut. And then here in the United States, it's been released as they broke it up in half, so they released it in two parts. So yeah, two two-hour chunks, um, and. I was going to talk about this a while ago, and it just got pushed off until now, but this is a good time, as I keep mentioning, because it's on demand now, and so I believe you can, we actually haven't done it yet, but you can track it down on various on-demand, uh, it's not on Netflix, but I think on... Some of the pay sites. On, say, on yeah. you know, if you rent through Vudu or other things, or other, you know, iTunes. Hulu, um, Amazon. I don't think, I don't think Hulu, but, so, we're looking forward to checking it out, and you should check it out, too. Um, if you are interested in film and sex, which I would assume most of you who are listening to the show are at least interested in sex. so And we know there's some geeks out there who are interested in film, too. And it stars, um, it has Shia LaBeouf and uh, Stellan Skarsgård, who you'll know from um, The Avengers or Thor. He plays the older professor in those movies. And um, it's it's kind of funny because a few months ago... The trailer for this movie was actually shown in Florida to a bunch of kids by accident um, in front of a screening of Frozen. So, oh, so imagine being a. You've seen the bad. trailer. You've seen the trailer. Like, yeah. like imagine seeing. And it's um, not a trailer that you want to show to kids because no, it's, it's just going to lead to some questions. It's an X-rated trailer. Yeah, I'm, there's there's boob in it. No, well, and I, there's um. I think we saw the NC-17 trailer where there's a, there's a blowjob shot in there, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, yes, this is, I should have mentioned, this. it's it's an NC-17 film, so it's going to be more than your typical R-rated film, so it's going to take itself, it's going to be more extreme um, sexually. So, definitely check it out. I'm sure it'll be provocative and intriguing. Lars von Trier's films always are. Um, so, but so. don't expect to come out of it a happy person. His His films are... They're not highbrow, but they're they're definitely. Yeah, they try to be. They're he, not simplistic. That's for sure. He usually tries to. He's, he's very artistic. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're they're not easily accessible, I guess. Is no, I no, and and usually, you know, he's he's big amongst the amongst the film critics and the film the film crowd. He's popular and people, yeah. but but the general At the public. Same time, I get the feeling that this one might be slightly more mainstream than like Antichrist. Yeah, I don't know. I get that feeling. I actually don't. I don't think so. it's. I now you're more involved in you know this. You you keep an eye out for things involving sex, and so I think and that's you'll, just the impression I got from the trailer. We follow more film websites than we than we did back when that movie came out, even a few years ago when that movie came out, and so I think it's more on our minds. But I think the general public, it's still not a mm-hmm. well known film. Your 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 normal Cineplex isn't going to be playing this, and if they are. That's pretty cool because uh, none of the none, none of the main ones around here are. Yeah. So check it out. Um, so the next thing is 
Um, Kristen Bell. It's funny because Kristen Bell recently just said that her daughter can watch her sex scenes. So I just wanted to talk about that, see what you thought about that. Cause I what thought does that... Kristen Bell have sex scenes in? I'm not sure. I haven't Veronica seen Veronica Mars, maybe. I don't. I don't. I. I don't think Veronica Mars is that. Um, I don't think so. I'm not sure because the la- um Well, let, let me read her quote, and then we can talk about it in a, in a minute. She says, "My guess is if she's anything like the other five billion people on the planet, she's going to grow up and enjoy sex. So I'm not going to be shocked by that." True. And sh- and um, true statement. And she goes on to say that she will more than likely see her sex scenes, and she can watch them, and it's not that big a deal. And so I think I would be if I were an actress or whatever, and it was out there. If my kid wanted to watch it, I wouldn't stop him. But as the kid, I don't think I'd want to. No, I agree. I agree. There's a difference between wanting to watch it or seeking it out, and happen. You know, and, and 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 you happen to be watching a movie with your parent that has a sex scene in it. Yeah, I don't. Know, it's gotta be weird when your parents and an actor because do you seek out? Do you want to make sure to watch all of your parents' films or? Yeah, I don't know. And it's gotta be different because it's one of the situations where you see your parent like making out with another person or in a sex scene, and it's with somebody who's presumably not your father or not not their spouse. Yeah, I don't know how explicit she's gotten into um, because I haven't. As, as, as you mentioned, I, I can't think of any sex scenes that she's done. Um, Although I don't know Kristen Bell's uh, filmography what's, either. What's, what's, um, the interesting thing, though, is you mentioned you know doing sex scenes with somebody who's, who's presumably not her father. The last movie that I actually that both of us actually saw her in starred um, Dax Shepard, who's her husband. That's um, true. I, what was the name of that movie? I think it was. Um, I forget. It was a. It was about. It was a. Kind of like a. Kind of like a Cannibal Run style movie. Apparently, she has a sex scene in House of Lies, and in Lifeguard. Oh, okay, but um, neither of which we've seen. So but yeah, so she yeah, the last movie we saw was her with um Dax Shepard. What was what was there that movie? Look it up. I'll look up Dax Shepard. But while you're oh, doing man. that, while you're doing that, I will. But I, I kudos to her for being progressive, and and it's true. Like like you, I want our children to be sexually active and sexually healthy and part of that is just like recognizing that sex is a good thing and you have to recognize that your parents have sex right Mm -hmm. you're whether they're having sex with each other or other people i mean they're having sex so here's here's something that is really funny hit and run it was called hit and run that's right that's right it was pretty good i enjoyed it um it so here's here's something that's really funny um it's called porn md pull this up porn PornMD.com. Okay. Slash live dash search. Just what's on the page right there. Um, this is a live stream of what's being. You know, you go to Clip Hunter or you go to your favorite. That's my favorite website of choice. I know yours is YouPorn, but you go to your favorite site and you search for something. For you, it'd be cream pies. This is. Well, a... it's not always. I like to finish with a cream pie, but usually I I, I search for gangbang. <laughs> um, go figure. A, a swinger searches for gangbang. Um, what can I say? I'm predictable. But this is a scrolling live search of what's going on in these various search engines, so you can watch and see a live feed of what's being searched on these various porn search engines and. Okay, I we so could... I'm pulling it up. It's a Friday afternoon, and the first thing that comes up is Danica Collins. I don't know who that is. Young Legal, blonde in lingerie threesome. So these are live. These are being these are being searched right now. Shoot, brutal gang. 
Oh. Cream pie passionate. Hmm. Male multiple what orgasm. What do you think the cream pie passionate is? I don't know. Well, well they're we... like a passionate sex and not just like banging. Yeah, but okay. So, 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 so you want to see passionate sex, but it's got to finish with girl it. canning? What's canning? I'm still t- I don't know what canning is. But if 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 you want to be if if you want to be um, she male fuck girl all all one search. <laughs> so if you want to be um entertained for a few minutes, just pull this up. It's por- <laughs> grannies por- with big tits just came up. <laughs> grannies with big tits. <laughs> Tiny dick humiliation. Look up um it's pornmd.com daughter slash double anal slash live dash search. Um, or if you just Google, if you just want to read dirty words, this is a great place to go. Or if you just want to, um, if if you just search porn MD real time search engine, amateur in swinging orgy, <laughs> took all this time for swinging to show up. Entertainment on the abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's a translation from something else. Maybe it's not translated well. Drunk girl, casting anal compilation. So that's those, I don't know if you've ever seen those, like, where they're on, like, a, like yeah. a pretend, like, casting, like, call for something, yep. and so... Yeah, and they want a compilation, so they want, like, short clips put together. Lesbian seduces a girl. I could see that being hot. So this is what they say at the bottom of their site as we watch these scroll. Consult a doctor of porn and see what's hot in real time, right here on PornMD.com in our live searches. It never hurts to see what other fans of high-quality X content are looking forward to they're doing it. Browse through an endless list of combinations and then I, I believe you can click on it and it takes you to that link. Like the search result? Yeah, I believe so, although it's scrolling so quick that it's not like... Yeah, it does scroll pretty quick. It's it's funny. That's that's a great website just to go for some amusement. Oh, yeah, yeah. Russian women porno. That's a, <laughs> I just clicked on that. So yeah, you, you, you can click on them. Um, and it just enters that search through mm-hmm. Google. How do I go back on your iPad? There we go. So let's see here. Let's find another one. Oh, a- ATM, ass to mouth. Sexy Korean. Ass to mouth. You don't go ass to mouth. It's the famous, what, Clerks 2 uh, Clerks, discussion? Clerks, Clerks, or is it made it, Cl- yeah. Clerks 2 made it, um, made it, made it Unwanted cum shot. <laughs> I'm not as opposed to ass, ass to mouth as, as you. Well, because it's typically not your ass or yeah, like your mouth. I could be rimming you and then come up for a kiss, and I think I have, and you haven't turned me away. That rimming, rimming is okay. It's like doing me anally and then wanting a blowjob. That ass to mouth, not okay. In my mind, well, yes, that is a version of ass to mouth, but in my mind, it's just anything that's involving the ass. Like if I'm if... dancing cock beer. <laughs> so. That is definitely funny. We we could sit here and talk about that all day, just we laugh could. at these. I'm just gonna leave it running and occasionally uh, have some Tourette's and, and output something. So we have a couple more items that I want to get to, and I want to finish this up because these are all the items that got pushed off from a previous episode. I, I don't want to have to push off, push these off to another episode. Push off the. Well, I- we we can get through them quick. We can, we can. So here is, it came out with... Natasha a, Nice Fuckface. I I forget which site I saw this, but it had a list of um, um, nude scenes that, that helped or hurt the star. Come through her nose. Come through her nose? <laughs> yeah. we got to turn that off. You're just going to sit here and read it's this. It's funny. I can't help it. So let's, let's go through this here. Do you think 
Jennifer An- and we'll 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 talk about the ones that we've seen. Nude scenes helped to hurt. So okay. Jennifer Aniston, um, and helped to hurt their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Jennifer Aniston and the breakup. This is when she's like she like walks down the hall and you can see her ass. Helped, and I say helped because at that point in her career she's kind of getting older. It's been ten years since Friends, and her ass was still looking good. I think it's probably still looking good. Like she's hot. She's she's a hot older woman. Um. We'll skip Molly Ringwald because it was in a movie that I haven't actually seen. Yeah. Um, although it's interesting, I've never, you know, she's just, you know, the the. Um, I can't imagine her being the, like in a nude, sexy, because I'm used to her from the '80s movies. Yeah, the the John Hughes John movies. John Hughes movies, yeah. So it, yeah, so she apparently did a nude scene in 1995. Yeah. Um, and according to the website, it helped her career. Hmm. But Elizabeth Berkley from Showgirls that did not help. That is a horrible movie. I even thought it was bad, like, way back in my... Because that movie came out That movie when, was so popular for us, for our generation when it came out, because it was, like, risque and sexy, and it was, it was the boys It was popular, yeah, the boys wanted to see it, but even even when I saw it, like, you know, I saw it, you know, back in grade school or whatever, when it first came out, not in the theater, obviously, but I, you know, snuck a VHS version or whatever. And, yeah, it's got, like, some, you know, sexy dancing, but it is... A horror movie, like it's it's. Bad. I haven't actually seen it. It's really bad, so it hurt. Like you know, if you can't even titillate a you know a twelve year old boy or how how however well it, it titillated me, but it didn't entertain me. So it was mm-hmm. a it was a bad movie. So that definitely hurt her. Jennifer Connelly, Re- Requiem for a Dream. What do you think? You've seen that movie. <sighs> That's when she's like using the double sided dildo yeah, with the girl, it's... and it's like going ass to ass with that chick. That movie, uh, yeah. I, I would can't... you ever do that? By the way, you wouldn't. Ass to ass with a chick? Like, like you know, one of those, like, like long, like, double dildos? Would you ever, like, be on the, where you're on one end and she's on the other? I don't know. I can't say no, but it doesn't turn me on. Yeah, but would you do it to turn me on? Maybe. <laughs> I'd have to have several shots of alcohol in me. Minimum. It's not just something I would do on a regular day-to-day, but if the circumstances were right, I'd probably consider it. Yeah, because you, cause you're not into playing with girls. Um, right. Yeah, so, so like the double dildo thing doesn't really. But if you're turn facing on, away, but, like if you're, like like like. Yeah, I mean they're ass to ass, so it's, in that scene. I mean, I I've seen it in porn where it's you know front to front or you know right. But but yeah, ass to ass. Um, Maybe yeah. I have to get into more ass play first. Well, it doesn't have to be in the ass, I guess. Though, it'd be just like a doggy, like yeah, puss to puss would be hard to keep it in though. Imagine it's doggy, but you know, but yeah. your asses are I, against I each know. other. I know. I can imagine. So you, you you think it'd be hard to keep in there? I don't know. It's a weird angle. So what do you think? You think it helped or hurt her career? This website said it hurt. I don't think it would help. I mean, it's a pretty dirty scene. Like I think it. I think it. Well, the whole hurt, movie's the uh, whole like respectability aspect for for an actress might go down a little bit. Actually, I think doing a scene like that. So Marissa Tomei, the wrestler. Do you remember that? When yeah, she was I do. A stripper. Yeah, and and I think she got nominated for an Academy Award for that role. I think Best she? Supporting Actress. I yeah. Think. Um, I mean, so it, it put so her back. I don't, I don't know if the nakedness did it, but that movie put her back on the map because she actually was quite good in it. It was a good movie. I, I like the wrestler. So Seth Rogen, Zach and Mary, Zach and Mary make a porno. No nudity for Seth Rogen's gonna help him. <laughs> like it's not like he's a good-looking man. So Jason Siegel from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Remember when he he like comes out of the shower and he shakes he shakes. I was around? intrigued when they said that there is a male nude scene. It's very. In, in frontal, like very rarely do you see frontal nude. So for me, it might have helped. It, I think it might have helped drum up uh, some intrigue in the movie itself. But as far as his career goes, I would say neutral. Mm. 
So, Nicole Kidman, eyes wide shut. Um, that one, it, it, it gets back to how she's viewed after the movie. And I could, I could waffle on that one. I don't really know. You, you could swaffle on that I one? I could swaffle, yeah. <laughs> Give me a mushroom. <laughs> mushroom to the face. Um, so the last one is Anne Hathaway, Love and Other Drugs. Remember that one? That's, it's got, um, Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I do remember that one. And Jake Gyllenhaal one. is a, um, he works for the pharmaceutical company and he start, um, starts, um, pushing Viagra. I thought she was only okay in that. Yeah, I, it was a, it was a, I think okay she movie. looked better in her role in, uh, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called with the gay men. I don't know. Ang Lee wrote it. The movie. He isn't uh, a writer. Or director. God, I, with Jake Gyllenhaal. And I can't remember that. Oh, um, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I thought she looked better in that. She was only okay. She played Jake Gyllenhaal as a wife in that, right? Yeah. Or, and then, um, and then Heath Ledger and, and Michelle Williams were the couple. Yep. But then the secret couple was Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger. Indeed. <laughs> that's a, that's a such a, that's a really excellent movie. We should watch it, it sometime. I like that watch movie. It. I, we haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, it's a good um, movie. So the last thing is um, uh, this controversial poster came out for this sex ed poster that came out for a Kansas middle school, and it was just I'm it was unclear whether or not you know how it's being used or if it's it's just a picture of the poster and parents being upset because these topics are even being discussed. So would you be upset? So here are some of the topics that are on this poster that so are they are, just the words on mm-hmm, the poster? Mm-hmm. Okay, oral sex. Sexual fantasy, caressing, anal sex, dancing, massage, hugging, touching each each other's genitals, kissing, vaginal intercourse. I would expect, if my kid was in a a sex ed class in middle school, I would expect every one of those topics to be discussed in that class. So putting a poster up with those words piques intrigue and makes kids want to show up to class because they're interested in those topics, I'm okay with it. It's not advertising that those that those things are okay. It's not actively saying, hey, you should engage in these activities. It's just putting them out in the forefront. It's getting it out there. This is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. No, so I'm, I com- I'm definitely okay with it. I completely agree. You know, it's 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 the individuals who have the, oh, we're, you know, too prudish to, our children shouldn't even be aware of these terms. Yeah. Well, then that's when the kids are going to go out and learn gonna, and experiment on their yeah. own. They're I mean, the gonna, internet's out there. They're not going to have any knowledge. They're not going to have any... Any sort of knowledge on this, and yep. so I think half the battle is getting over the embarrassment and getting to a comfort level where you can say those words. If you can say anal sex to your kid, you can say, you know, caressing, hugging, vaginal intercourse. If you can use those words and use the correct terms and have a conversation with your kid, I mean, that's really the the best way to go about it. So you put them on a poster, you get people talking, and then you can develop a level of comfort so that you can have those adult conversations. And you have to start start early, unfortunately. I mean, that's the way society just happens to be. Kids are, are aging a little bit faster. They're able to communicate more with social media. They're able to cross the embarrassment barrier with using texts and, and uh, chats that way and progress faster than we ever did. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. definitely support it. It would be I could see it being controversial, but I would support it. Mm-hmm. No, no, I completely agree. So that ends the random grab bag episode. Those are all the topics that I just wanted to talk about that were I think they're great topics. In the queue to talk about after various episodes, but we just went out of time. So periodically 
you know, I still want to try to get these topics into mm-hmm. shows, but we if, just talk too much. If we run long, then you know, every now and then we'll just. And have I think to, we're even running long now. Oh well. We'll just have to make 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 it up by having a show. We're not, only a, only an hour and six minutes. That's no, not that's too not long. Too bad. How long did you think it was? I wasn't sure. I could tell it was over an hour. Or, or, no, I knew it was over 45 minutes. You're apparently having a hard time sitting here talking to me for that long. No, I like to talk to you. So the I last... just can't help it. You're just so studly, studly and sexy. So the last thing is we want to end the episode with a fun rousing game of Mary Fuck Blow. Rouse, rouse. So yours, you don't, yours, what I'm having um, for you was actually submitted by a listener a while ago. Um, so we're just now getting to it, but... A listener wrote in talking about, um, you know, various things, and then he also mentioned that he's a fan. He he knows that we're, um, we're geeks and we really like comic books, and he watches the show, the WB or the CW show. It's funny. I said WB. They haven't been they haven't been the WB network no, in forever. CW for a while. Like probably ten years now. Um, but he wrote in. Um, asking about uh, Mary Fuck Blow with the show Arrow, so that's what I'm going to do. So all three of yours are from the show Arrow. So I know you don't know who these guys are, so check them out. So the first is, and I might mispronounce these names because I'm not sure how to pronounce them, but the first is, and they're all in different tabs there, so you can go to the different tabs. So Stephen Amell yep, I'm looking is, at him. who plays Oliver Queen, who is Gr- Green Arrow. He's, He's been, got a hot... Chest tattoo. I'm a fan of chest tattoos. And then Colton Haynes plays... Oh, he's got kind of a pretty boy look to him. He plays Roy Harper. He's got a little metrosexual look to him. Who's also in the... I'm not sure what he's called on the show, but in the comics he's been known as Speedy, Arsenal, and also Red Arrow. All of those names. So that's that's Colton Haynes. And apparently he's going to be in Teen Wolf. Oh, the CW, like the the HBO version. It says Teen Wolf since two thousand eleven. Oh, is he? Oh, I I don't know. I know. I know that. I think it's HBO or somebody has Teen Wolf airs somewhere. Um, so maybe maybe he's on that show too. Hmm. So then, um, Grant Gustin, who plays, oh, he looks like he should be in the band One Direction. Grant Gustin um, plays Barry Allen, um, the Flash, who's going to be getting his own spinoff show as well. He's going to be. Um, airing uh, later this fall, the Flash is going to be airing. Interestingly enough, I like both names, Grant and Colton. So, which of those three, Mary Fuck Blow, now, Stephen Amell, Colton Haynes, and I guess this is completely this going on looks. This is completely visual. I was just going to say this. Don't know this has to be completely them. visual, and so I'm going to have to draw some conclusions based on them because it is completely visual. But I'm going to go with um a blow. With Grant Gustin, and I'm saying that because he kind of looks like the youngest of the bunch. He's Don't kinda... forget, you can also it can also we say Mary Fuck Blow, but it can also be he eats you out. Like we that have... is the yeah yeah he can eat me out. Okay yeah he's yeah. he's kind of got the youngest of the looks. I'm I'm not really digging him. He's 24. That's fine, but he's eh, I'm just not feeling him. Then I would do hmm. I would do a fuck with the Stephen Amell. He is ripped. Like, he's hot. And he's really hot. But at the same time... That's the green arrow. At the same time, he might be a little bit too hard body for me. I don't know. I've I've said that before. Like, I I want a guy to be ripped, but, like, then if you get too ripped, then are you too focused on your nutrition and you're working out and, and maintaining your body and so you get obsessive? 
I don't know, he looks like he might be that, but he's pretty hot, so that would be a, like, a phenomenal fuck. And so then I guess that leaves me with Mary and Colton Hayes, who I said has kind of a pretty boy look, and he does, but he looks cute enough. He seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's what I'm going with. So thanks to the listener. I'm sorry I can't factor in personality, but they all are cute. So So what is mine? Yours is a How I Met Your Mother-inspired Mary Fuck Blow. Where since, the, uh, since the show's ending. The show's ending, yeah. yep, in honor, in honor of that. And I want you to do it based on character in the show, not based on actor or actress themselves, so what you know about them. So the first would be Robin, Robin Sparkles. Robin Shabatsky. Robin Shabatsky. <laughs> well, I knew Sparkles was her last name, but I couldn't think of Shabatsky. Of course, that's she's, she's uh, initially Ted's main squeeze, and then they end up just being friends, and now she's with Barney. Then there is Lily Aldrin. Played by Allison Hannigan. I, w- I actually paused there because I was trying to think, is that the right last name? Well, it's her, I don't, what is it's Marshall? It's Lily Erickson now. Yeah, I was going to say. Aldrin was her, was her maiden what's, name. what's Marshall's first name, or last name? Erickson, yeah. So I guess it's Lily Erickson at this point. Yeah. And then lastly, the mother. Oh, the, okay. I was wondering who the third was going to be because there's only like two chicks on the show. The mother. I, I wasn't sure which the one. The mother with the gigantic eyes that look like they could be like anime, like drawn in. They're so big. Okay, so Mary Fuck Blow. Um, um, I think the mother can blow me. Because she doesn't, um. Does she have DSLs? No, not really, but. Oh, none of them really do. She's really, she's, she's my least favorite, so she's the one who. She's the throwaway. She's kind of the throwaway, although I don't always. That's what I did with my three. I don't always use the the blow as the throwaway, but if I, yeah. but if you have to have a throwaway, or if you have a throwaway, then mm-hmm. the blows, like, because you just let anybody blow you, so she can blow okay, me. Okay, next time I'm throwing a man into the equation. <laughs> um, so then, um, fuck Robert Chabaski. I think she'd be, I think she's, she'd be fun in bed. Okay. And then, and then Mary Lily. Lily seems like a really fun to spend your life with. Um, so. I would agree with all three of those. I think you've made the right decision. I, that was a good one, though, based on In Honor of How I Met Mother, a show you. that we really like, which maybe isn't quite as good in the last couple seasons, but it's, it's, it's still, still enjoyable. Still enjoyable, and it's I think got, when we're done recording, we might go watch an episode. Yeah, we have one more to watch, and then the, the finale airs this coming Monday, I think, yep, right? Yep, it's an hour special. Yeah. So, all right, that is the show. So I guess we'll wrap it up with our usual and saying email us questions, comments, stories. Don't forget about our contest to win a signed copy of Daniel Stern's Swingland. Send all that info to swingingaround at gmail.com, an OG at the end of swinging. You can find our Cassidy community, Cassidy.com community. We're swinging around. And that's also happens to be our screen name on Cassidy. We'd love to be your friend. And you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'd love to have you rate us. That's how we keep listeners coming back every day. You can also uh, donate to the podcast now at our website, which is just swingingaround.com. We'd love your support, and that's what's going to keep us uh, bringing you new content. And support our sponsor, Triple X Truth or Dare. And you can follow us on Twitter at swingingaround. That's it. So, um. Had to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, stay sexy, stay swinging.